My name is Omaya Jones, and this is the Arkansas Times Week in Review podcast for Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Thanks for joining us. And now here's Arkansas Times Editor-in-Chief, Austin Bailey. Today, we're going to be talking about the water crisis in Helena, West Helena, some arguably misleading information put out by the Arkansas State Police, and the absolute circus following Governor Sanders' appointment of Jamal Jones to the Arkansas Board of Corrections, followed by revelations that he has uh, lost a job in law enforcement for having sex with a 17-year-old. So first, we're going to start with our favorite, Mary Hennigan again. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hello, Austin. I'm good. So Mary's been covering lots of news this week, and she'll be our star of the show today. So Mary, let's start with Helena, West Helena, where some residents have been without water for weeks now, I think since January 18th. Can you tell me what in the world is going on? I can. So remember that winter weather event, we called it the Arctic Hammer, that plowed over Arkansas and left us at home for a while? Well. That caused some issues in the Helena-West Helena water system. So those two cities consolidated in 2006, but they still have two water systems. And both of those systems are very old, but the West Helena system collapsed um, under that winter weather event. So when that happened, about 40% of the customer's base, or about 2,400 people, lost water. Since then, professionals have been working long shifts, day, night, all throughout the clock, every hour, to fix leaks in the fragile system. Um, But the wells are also a serious problem in the city. So these wells were built in the 60s and 70s, but the life expectancy is only about 20 years. So that puts them about four decades past their prime. Earlier this week, the city council met and they were told that kind of an end is in sight. Chris Harris, The deputy director with Arkansas Rural Water Association told council members that water may be restored in nearly all households by the end of this week. So this weekend uh, could be today or tomorrow in some cases. But even if the water returned to the households, it wouldn't be at an adequate pressure. And the county, the city would still be under a boil order. So people would not be able to drink the water that came out of their faucets. Okay. Well, so how are people surviving right now? Like, what resources do they have? Yeah, that's a good question. When you go without water, there's a lot of things that you realize you need water for. Um, Cooking, drinking, cleaning, flushing your toilet, taking a shower. Almost immediately on January 18th, the Arkansas National Guard dispatched a 2,000-gallon water truck, and that has made it to where residents can come bring containers, buckets, and things to fill up water and bring it back to their house. Later, the state's emergency management division organized a mobile shower truck, and that's there now. There are 16 shower units available, and a faith-based organization recently set up a laundry station that's at the town's Walmart, and it's limited currently to two laundry loads per household. At the Phillips County Justice Complex, there's also some water available, bigger containers for flushing toilets, and lots of organizations have donated cases of bottled water that people have been able to use for drinking. Well, okay, so all of that sounds nice, but obviously bittersweet. This is not the first time that this community has had to go without water. Because they have some practice doing it, I guess they were able to roll out these resources quickly, but how can the rest of us help? Yeah, so um, there's a local organization called Together for Hope Arkansas that's collecting monetary donations. They have an online fundraiser on Give Butter. 
um, that you can search for. The University of Arkansas Systems Division of Agriculture also has a water drive going on. If you live in Little Rock, you can bring goods to donate to them. They're accepting bottled water, water filters, life straws, body wipes, and some other products similar to those. Or you can buy goods online and ship them directly to the Phillips County Justice Complex. And their address is 1804 MLK Drive, Helena, Arkansas, 72342. Okay. All right. Thank you for that update. And then I also wanted to ask you about another story that you followed that was really interesting this week. And it's about a, a press release that came our way from the Arkansas State Police. And once you started digging into it, um, you found out that what we thought it said is not exactly what actually happened. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was about? The Arkansas State Police sent out a press release on January 17th and touted hundreds of arrests in an East Arkansas operation. Over the span of eight hours in Crittenden County, law enforcement officers netted 245 arrests. And the release said that the operation was to, quote, saturate the streets of Crittenden County and reduce criminal activity in the area, unquote. The press release said that the team seized guns and drugs from crack cocaine to marijuana. So that sounds like there was something epic happening in Crittenden County. It sounds like maybe there was like a huge speakeasy bust from like Prohibition era or like there's some mafia activity. So what does what does that mean? If does that mean that all 245 of these people were put in prison? What what happened? No, that's not what happened at all. So I started asking questions to the spokesperson for Arkansas State Police, and I found that only 36 people were booked, which is a fraction of the 245 arrests that the agency had announced. And in my public records request to the agency, I asked for all the arrest records. I received 233 items from them, and this included warrants, reports for motor vehicle assists, citations, and warnings. So so although that the press release stated 245 arrests, it wasn't just Arkansas State Police participating in that. There was also the Marion Police Department and the West Memphis Police Department, as well as a drug task force. So the 233 items that I received were still just a portion of everything out there. And those records also are not all included in the 245 arrests because they included warnings. So the Arkansas State Police was using arrests in the press release to say people booked and people cited. Mm -hmm. They gave a larger number, 449, that also included warnings to people. But we don't know how many people the 449 warnings warning citations went to. We do not know how many people police interacted with. Over the span of eight hours, we don't know exactly how many people um, total that they either warned, cited, or booked. What we do know is that 36 people were booked. Um, The citations included things like DWIs and drug possessions. It also included minor traffic violations like improper use of a turn signal, following too closely, and speeding. The citations also mirrored some of the warnings. So the offense wasn't really the qualifying factor that made it a citation or a warning. It seemed to go on a case-by-case basis for the trooper or the individual that the law enforcement officer talked to. Hmm, that's very confusing. It is quite confusing. All right, well, thank you for getting us up to speed. 
Yeah, thanks, Austin. On January 29th, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders appointed Jamal Jones as chairman of the Arkansas Post-Prison Transfer Board, better known as the State Parole Board. One week later, he resigned, releasing the statement. Back of today, February 2nd, 2024, I am resigning from the Post-Prison Transfer Board. It has been the honor of my life to serve the people of Arkansas in this capacity. I am grateful to the Sanders administration for the opportunity, but this decision is being made in the best interest of me and my family. Respectfully, Jamal Jones. Austin Bailey and Matt Campbell sat down to talk about the series of events that led to this development. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about the ongoing drama around the Arkansas Board of Corrections. The latest is just bananas. Yesterday, Maureen Glisovic, TV reporter at KATV, had a story, a breaking story, about Jamal Jones, who is Sarah Sanders' newest appointee to the Board of Corrections. Um, news, news came out that he was fired from his job as a police officer with the Benton Police Department for having sex with a 17-year-old. So that, that doesn't look that great. And Matt Campbell is here now, with, and he is doing some more digging and research, and, and um, there, there's, there's more to know. Matt, what's happening? There's a there's a lot more to know about this guy. Apparently, you know, in addition to the the termination for I guess technically the termination was for lying about having sex with the the 17 year old. It wasn't so much the actual sex; it was the lying as part of the police investigation. Then come to find out, when just a couple of years ago, uh, he was sued for paternity uh, by a woman who uh, isn't his wife. Uh, said that they had had a child together while he was married uh, with the woman he's still married. You know still married to. He ultimately, it looks like, consented to let somebody adopt the child so that he wouldn't have to go through with, in, with the paternity and, you know, pay child support and that kind of thing. I mean, it's just one thing after another. Uh, looking into his military records, it looks like there's some uh, fudging, to, to put it nicely there. Uh, you know, his version of how his military career played out doesn't seem to match what the records show. Uh, his educational background doesn't match kind of what they've hinted around at. So it looks like a lot of it is sort of based on lies and just sort of self-promotion kind of pushed him along that nobody's ever bothered to look into. Only the best people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to reading about that. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no problem. So finally, for this week, we're going to have endorsements. Austin, uh, do you have an endorsement for us today? Uh, I do. So here at the Arkansas Times, we walk among greatness. Uh, one of our our editors is Stephanie Smittle, who is a talented, magical goddess of of the zither. So Stephanie Smittle, you may you may know her if you're keyed into the music scene around town. Um, she has this creamy delightful voice and sings lots of of murder ballads which i love she's tried something very new and different and it really worked so what stephanie has created for us is called tearaway queen the king honey remix and it's a dance remix of a voice only track from her solo record um, produced by king honey aka dasmond murray which people probably know and it's just it's a really fun uh, Tori Amos inspired uh, dance number that is amazing. So highly recommend. And that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening to the Arkansas Times Week in Review podcast. We'll see you next week.